0: In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank, and watched movies. These are the Jameson Tapes. On the topic of old fashions, I do have a story. A week prior to this recording session, you said, I'm going to do old fashions. And I was like, man, that sounds really cool. I'm not going to go out and buy all the ingredients for that because I had a different drink in mind, which we'll discuss. But that weekend, because it was a week prior, I went to a retirement party and a dude there was just like, hey, there's this bottle of bourbon out and no one's opening it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that one person that opens it first. And he said, well, fuck it. I'm going to go get the stuff for old fashions. So he runs next door and just brings a bunch of stuff for old fashions. And then I had one. And then the next day, I go to Paprika's holiday, like company holiday party, and the dude I'm sitting across from is like, "I love old fashions. Do you want to get one with me?" And I said, "Yes." So I had a bunch of old fashions before you did. Oh, <laughs> it's like the universe just went, "It's okay, me. I'll give you some." I have been working
1: hard lately, and I think I haven't since like New Year's. I haven't had a drink.
0: Oh wow, um, really?
1: So I have been making myself old fashions through, through the watch, and I just made myself a double for the episode recording. And I am good at this. I've talked about living near a distillery before. The Union Horse Distillery, they have their, their bourbon whiskey called Reserve. So I have that. I've made my own simple syrup, which I added a little bit of maple and a little bit of brown sugar to.
0: Mm.
1: I bought Ardo Maraschino cherries, and yes, I, I am one of those pretentious guys that if it's proper Maraschino, I pronounce it Maraschino instead of Maraschino, <laughs> because they're two different things. Um, I did
0: learn that from How to Drink.
1: Yes, and I I expressed some orange peel over this, and I got some Ango bitters in there, big big square ice cube, and it's it's been pretty magical. Um, it's been a good cocktail day. Um, Hell yeah. So what
0: you drinking? I decided after New Year's, because I got really drunk for New Year's, I'm just gonna commit to one thing for this next recording session, and that is Absinthe. The proper way I went out, I bought Pernod, uh 68 ABV, which is fucking intense. But I bought a little single serve Absinthe water decanter thing. I bought sugar cubes, the whole nine yards, and it's been pretty damn magical. Yeah, God, we
1: it's... we without even kind of planning it, just we're kind of fancy bitches for this episode.
0: Mm, yeah, it's it's very thematic, and we will explain why. But it's yeah, I've also had a very good, very good cocktail session.
1: So let's talk about this fucking movie you showed me.
0: <laughs> By the way, this movie is French as hell. Oh, good. <laughs>
1: oh, I didn't know when it said Arte France Cinema. <laughs>
0: All right. Okay. This is going to be a weird one, isn't it, Ebizma? Y- 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's my birthday pick, and
1: I—for uh, those not aware—we've we, explained this previously. But there is a rule of birthday on the Jameson tapes, which is if it is your birthday month, you get one unvetoable movie choice, and you don't have to tell tell everyone else in advance what your what your movie choice is. But yeah, go go ahead.
0: So I saw this movie, which is called Deer Skin, and in Francais, because this is a very, very French film, Le Dame. I saw this originally during the lockdown, and my first viewing left me with, I think that was a great movie, but I don't know. I need someone else to watch this with. So I watched it with Paprika at a later date and she thought it was very stupid and wanted me to relay that again just a few minutes ago that she thinks it's very stupid <laughs> which is fine cuz she's not wrong but she's also yeah. very wrong oh no because... it's oh no
1: it it's hey spoilers for this episode it's very very stupid and i think <laughs> i like it a lot
0: <laughs> it is penned as a comedy as kind of like a horror black comedy but if you don't know that going in i can see how it would be very confusing but i think even like not telling anyone what it's about is still the proper way to do it but yes it's a french film it came out in 2019 it was a uh, premiered at the canes festival i have not really seen anyone else talk about this movie it very much flew yeah, under I, the radar I, I
1: i had absolutely never heard of it
0: yeah it's uh, it's not feature length 77 minutes but oh man does it use that 77 minutes well?
1: Yeah, It's man. It goes places.
0: does. It is a... We'll do our... I mean, what I love about this is the Wikipedia entry is just, man buys jacket, becomes obsessed. And I think
1: this is kind of an A24 thing that this movie also did really well. I think I'm fond of the trick that a lot of movies are doing lately, where it seems like for most of the
0: film, nothing is happening. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh yeah, motherfucker. Oh, I saw you slumping in your couch. Wake the fuck up. It's time for <laughs> your skin.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Wake yeah, up, just... bitch.
1: Give me your jacket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay, well, we're, we're going to get into it. This movie starts out with a scene of someone filming three people taking a armful full of jackets, putting them in the trunk of a car, of a sedan, and saying, I vow to never wear a jacket, never again. Yeah. And then... <laughs> That's our opening. And then it switches to a man, a kind of middle-aged man in his car, going from place to place, getting gas, using a gas station bathroom, and then shoving his jacket into a toilet and trying to flush it, seemingly unaware that you can't do that, but then just leaves.
1: And he just leaves, just just wrecking that bathroom.
0: Yeah, Um, Yeah, that, that bathroom is flooded.
1: Yep. So from there, he goes to visit Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> we okay. I didn't even say this is Santa during the recording, but I'm glad that we were both thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He 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 goes
1: to visit an older guy who sells him a jacket, and not just any jacket. The jacket that is central to the plot of this film.
0: <laughs> Absolutely crucial.
1: So it is a it is a 100% deerskin jacket, and our main character jo- George. George puts on the jacket and it doesn't quite fit right but he's looking in the mirror and he's he's in love with it. I think my favorite thing is that it doesn't quite fit him.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And that that is intentional for sure. And he
1: pays 7500 euro to Santa for this jacket.
0: And <laughs> it's apparently even already 200 euro short. But let's let's do some conversion let 8132 $8,132.62. Yes. But okay. that would have been back in 2019 when this is filmed, so that amount would have been higher because the euro has fallen since then. Okay. So yep. probably You're... like nine grand.
1: Yeah. You, you were ahead of me on that, but yes. He <laughs> spent $9,000
0: on a deerskin jacket. But he gets a free digital camera with it. That's true. He,
1: he shorts this guy $200, and this guy is just like, oh that's okay here's a free camera
0: (laughs) he does literally santa claus literally says i've never seen so much money in my life yeah (laughs) if it's not apparent at this point george is a loser yeah he is an absolute loser
1: if if you're gonna take anything away from everything we're about to tell you about this movie it's that george sucks
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's great but he sucks
1: he's great he sucks i i love every time he is on camera but fuck him
0: <laughs> so he picks this up and in santa claus lives in like some remote mountainous region of france probably like near the swiss border or something and continues on and finds a a chateau that has been turned into an airbnb or a hotel or what have you and goes to the front desk and says hey i need to stay and the front desk attendant says for how long george says for a month i want to be alone attendant says okay cool you know how are you gonna pay and george in typical loser fashion says yeah about that i don't have any money and he kind asleep. of puts it back in the attendant's cord. yeah he
1: says i don't have any money so what, what are we gonna do about this <laughs> what a fucking presumptuous question i don't I don't have money, so what are we going to do about this? <laughs> you, you fucking leave. There's the door. Which is... ends up...
0: <laughs> gives his wedding ring as collateral, because it's gold, which, okay, fine. <sighs> Goes and stays in room 15, Who, whose key has a, a fox paw on it. There's a lot of hunting and just wildlife themes in this movie that I appreciate. Yeah. And while in bed before turning in, starts talking to his jacket that he's become very fond of.
1: And uh, starts filming himself talking to his jacket with the camera that Santa gave him. Later,
0: um, he <laughs> goes to a bar, as one does.
1: Yes, he, he goes out to a bar and the, the, the bartender... Oh,
0: actually, there was a loud bang that night and we don't know what that is at this point. But it does wake him up in the middle of the night
1: yes so the 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 bartender
0: oh wait sorry before that he's eating trash food oh
1: that does happen before that
0: yeah (laughs) he fishes a sandwich out of the garbage and there's a kid just watching him and he's like what are you looking at fuck you and the kid's like i'm watching a dude eating trash sandwiches (laughs) doesn't say this (laughs) but that's what's being conveyed
1: yeah so a kid watches george in his a deerskin
0: jacket eat eat trash (laughs) yep
1: so then george is at a bar and the bartender and one of the patrons, one of the female patrons, are are like have pulled aside from it and are just talking. And this is this is when George <laughs> looks over to them and is like, talking about my jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I see you looking at my friend's jacket. <laughs> would it surprise you to know I spent almost eight thousand Euros on this?
0: My life savings.
1: It would? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> And I don't think we've talked enough about the the, the jacket. No, we haven't. It is a deerskin jacket covered in fringe. And it, like, doesn't quite fit George.
0: (laughs) Which, it could just be the cut, because it does look like it's cut at the mid, at, like, the, the waist a bit high. But it very much on purpose does not fit George. Well, yeah. it fits around his sleeves, though. Yeah. Like, so I think that might just be the cut, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it doesn't fit him and it looks funny.
1: Yeah. But it's a fringe earskin jacket, and the fringe is pretty glorious. Oh yes. So these these two women are talking about talking about him, the bartender and one of the patrons, and he's just like, are you "Looking at my jacket." <laughs> People talk about my jacket when they approach me. They're all, they're all like, "Hey, nice jacket." it's a great the jacket
0: that he's had for less than 24 hours or yeah. maybe a little bit more yeah they're like no <laughs> strange man no, um... no they said you know no we're not talking about your jacket but also who are you and he says oh i'm i'm just here yeah you're not a local what do you do i'm a filmmaker because he has a digital camera now and uh, later the uh, pa- the other patron the female patron follows him home and says hey spielberg you know can i be in your porno film and George is, of course, greatly offended by this because he makes real cinema. Yeah. Ever heard of Marble Hornets? I made I <laughs> have all the tapes to prove it. <laughs> you thought it was some kids from Pennsylvania? Nope. And then she drives off. And I think that's the last we see of her. <laughs> that is the last we see
1: of her. He goes to the bank from here, and he talks, he talks to the bank teller who's like, yeah, your account's frozen. He's like, why? And he's like, I think your wife froze it because... You took out, like, 7,500 euros. And this is the first of maybe a few instances where he does what I call curse sneezing. The The scene ends with him just, like, saying sh- shit in French incredibly loud and incredibly fast, and then just leaving. <laughs>
0: ironically though the translation the subtitles say god damn it which is like no he said shit we all heard it and i should note that the the subtitles definitely are not the most accurate but that does kind of lend to the comedy yeah yeah
1: no i got that makes it feel how do i put this it adds a dissonance to everything that is happening that that actually works in the movie's favor it does Um, oh
0: and we should we should mention that before he walked into the bar he called his ex-wife and says hey uh, well uh, I, I left and she says, yeah and well do you want to know where I am no because you're nothing and you're nowhere and you're a loser and then he just throws his phone away
1: and she's right because George and sucks. she's
0: absolutely <laughs> right
1: yeah he leaves the bank
0: and there it
1: doesn't it doesn't hit as hard the first time as it does later but we do get a scene of him mimicking a conversation between himself and his jacket yes he starts having a discussion where he's talking and then his mimicking his his deerskin jacket also talking to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are outright just talking to it now.
0: Yep. This will be me later in life, walking down the street and talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> With a horn section behind you. The <laughs> <laughs> scent into madness is well underway at this point.
1: Yeah, this is just kind of the beginning of it. He goes back to the bar.
0: Well, before that... So so the the waitress had given him her, her number because he said, oh, well, I'm a I'm a filmmaker. And she says, like, oh, well, I'm an editor. He's like, what? Because George is an imposter and doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. But she gives him her number. And the next morning he goes down and there's a different person at the front desk. And he's like, hey, what happened to that other dude? I need to, you know, I need to talk to you about paying for my room. And the attendant says, oh, the previous dude blew his brains out. Which was the big loud sound? Yeah, that we heard.
1: I, I'm just I I just as we started recording the episode, pieced that together. <laughs> that the the scene where they were wondering
0: what the bang sound was was uh... yeah. Well, it's just so so much of the dialogue in this movie is understated. Yeah, and like blase that like the, upon my first watch, I didn't put that together either. So George says, "Oh well, I had an agreement with him about the collateral with my wedding ring." And the attendant says, "Well, I don't have that." So George goes upstairs to where the body is currently being held and takes the ring back, but not before he takes the deceased's 100% deer skin hat.
1: And you can you can tell watching this movie that there wasn't a lot of budget for it, mm-hmm. and this is this is the one moment where that's glaringly obvious Very you see the dummy for the guy, the, the front desk guy who killed himself. And like the front of his face is missing. Kind of a weak dummy.
0: It looks like a CPR dummy. Yeah. It, it's very cheap. But you know, whatever.
1: But uh, the the important bit is that the 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 dead man has a a deer skin hat, and uh, George George takes that along with his wedding ring back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what we had meant to say earlier previously about the bartender is, when he goes back to the bar, he talks to her and says that, "Hey, that woman from earlier followed me," and she's like, "Oh, that was a hooker." And she he mentions he's a filmmaker, and she's like, "Oh." Well, I'm an editor. I, I edit I edit film in my spare time, just for the fun of it. She, she mentions she edited the film Pulp Fiction, so it's in chronological order.
0: And it sucks when it's <laughs> such.
1: And yeah, have we talked? I feel like on some podcasts we talked about how, oh fuck, man, this is going to be a weird tangent. What's the name of the guy who was on that 70s show who also played Venom?
0: Not Danny Masterson. Is it Danny Masterson? No.
1: That's, that's the no, guy who um, turned out to be a rapist. Yeah. Googling it, Googling it, Googling it. Topher Grace. Thank you, yes. So Topher Grace was teaching himself how to edit, and this is what I thought of during that scene. And <laughs> while he was teaching himself how to edit, he made he made himself a cut of all of the Star Wars prequels and it's a singular film that is all of the Star Wars prequels condensed so that you get all of the information from it.
0: He's the dude who did that? Yeah. Holy shit.
1: And, and it's like an hour and a half long.
0: I only heard that a fan did that. No. And I had no it idea was, it was Topher Grace. It was
1: Topher Grace.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
1: And he can't like publicly release it or anything. No. And he, he just like shows it to people sometimes. And everyone who's seen it is like yeah, it works perfectly as a one and a half hour oh. long movie. Oh my god. But yeah, I can imagine Pulp Fiction in chronological order just not being that very good.
0: No, it's not not intended as such.
1: So that's my weird tangent. Anyway, so yeah, she mentions she's an editor. The front desk guy blows his brains out. She gives him When she mentions she's an editor, she's interested in filmmaking, so she gives him her phone number. So he starts to realize he needs to know something about filmmaking to continue <laughs> the ruse he has created so very thin charade so he he goes to a bookstore and just steals a book about filmmaking
0: it's like occupations in film it's not even filmmaking 101 it's just like here's the different parts of a crew
1: yeah he gets back to the hotel and he's reading the book and it's at this point that he starts having full-on conversations with the jacket yep. and i had telegraphed it a little bit hoping that's where this movie was going and I was correct.
0: <laughs> you were. You were on the money.
1: And it's great. It's fantastic. But what the jacket tells him, and and this is basically the premise of the film. Yep. His jacket tells him that it wants to be the only jacket in existence.
0: And there's your premise and there's, for the film. There's
1: there's the whole movie. Yep. That's the movie. <laughs> Beautiful. Um. Eventually, his bank account is locked. He can't make any more money so he calls up the bartender and says hey i'd like to give you a job editing my movie i have investors from from where were they siberia siberia, siberia. i have siberian investors and they're, they're <laughs> investing in my movie they're filming a big action scene on a glacier
0: there's really bad reception i can't get in touch with my producers but uh, do you want a job <laughs> do you want a job and also i need money and this is important. He does tell her, you know, you can have a job, but you can't wear a jacket in front of me. Yes. And she takes that in a very weird way. Like, oh, are you, is this a porn or something? He says, no, just don't wear a jacket in front of me. And she complies. And then he has her withdraw as much money as possible from her bank account, from an ATM.
1: So, yeah, that allows him to buy a few things. I think, <laughs> I think it covers a little bit of his hotel. It covers yes. him buying more tapes. But most importantly... It allows him to buy deerskin boots.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. He may be noticing a pattern at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: then he kind of has it in his head. Okay, we're filming a movie. That ruse worked. So I'm going to continue the ruse to pay people to be actors in my film. And I'm going to ask them to bring all of their jackets to the filming. <laughs> <laughs> Man, explaining this is a trip.
0: Basically, he just tricks a bunch of people and they show up and go like, hey, okay, I'm ready for my casting call. No, no, we're filming. Did you bring the jackets? Yeah. Okay. Well, say that you're never going to wear a jacket again and, and put it in the trunk. And then they do. And he pays them all like hundred euros each or something and then just drives off with their jackets, much to their protestation. Yeah. Except for the last guy who's like, oh, I don't, ha- I don't have enough money. Sorry. The,
1: the last guy is important. Mm-hmm. Because the last guy, he asked for his hundred euros and he's like, Ah, sorry, I only have this much. Whatever. And then, George... <laughs> oh, no. Notices the kid from earlier who saw him eating out of the trash just standing there watching him. And George is just like, Who the fuck is this kid? Why is he what- This kid's been following me. What's up? What the fuck is wrong with this kid? Hey, kid, what's wrong with you? And when he doesn't hear a response from the kid, in what is one of the three incredibly hilarious things that happen in this film he picks up a brick and just throws it at this kid and just hits him right in the fucking face all right why oh my god <laughs> 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 Dude, What?
0: He ju- yeah i decided to love this movie <laughs> apropos of nothing beyond george was annoyed that's yeah. it
1: George was pissed off this kid was following him and he's just like fuck it I'm throwing a brick at this kid and it happens so casually but my favorite part my favorite part is like immediately after that when after he throws a brick at his kid he gets in his car and the guy who he just shorted to pay for this moment comes up to his window and is like Can I get my jackets back and George is just like
0: no I tricked you fuck off you're fucked bye <laughs> Again, George is an asshole. Oh, George! He's a loser. George is a
1: piece of shit, and he is incredible. George is an incredible piece of shit.
0: This is a movie. This is
1: a movie starring Larry.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. This is the Larry movie that we don't want, but that we do have.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so here's where the movie takes a turn. It's been building up to this whole time. After he throws the rock at the kid, he has all these jackets. He talks to the editor again, and she's like, I can only give you 80 more euro. They they locked my account.
0: And he sneeze curses he again. He
1: sneeze curses one more time. <laughs> all right, I'm trying to remember these events in the correct order.
0: It's a little tough, but essentially, I, I don't want to spoil anything because I do not want people to watch this. Even though, I mean, we've spoiled the plot, but trust me, that doesn't really matter. Essentially, he talks more to his jacket, and this jacket convinces him That, hey, the only way you're going to get people to stop wearing their jackets other than taking it from them is just to start killing them. I mean, you can't pay everybody off. So George rips his ceiling fan from the ceiling and takes one of the blades out and uses it like a blade and even drives down the road, sharpening it out the door of his car and starts stalking people outside of the cinema. And that's important. Oh, you know, Okay, so sorry, tangent. This is the second French film I've watched where... The French love to talk about how the French make movies. It's very masturbatory. Yeah. And the other film is Irma Vep, which is a movie just about the French bemoaning the fact that they can't make movies well anymore. The French love to talk about cinema in their film. He he is filming like he is filming a movie inside this movie. It's just so many goddamn meta levels. And it's hilarious to me that this is just a quirk of French cinematic culture. But that aside, so he just starts killing people because they won't, you know, do what he says. He does ask nicely, kind of creepily, definitely, and then just slashes them with a fan blade and films himself doing so.
1: What are we? What are we doing here, George? Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's real sharp, George. What you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get watermelon in some like armpit? mountainous french town
1: oh is this where we're going movie
0: <laughs> props for using a uh, unconventional yeah. weapon
1: yeah by the way sharpened seal ceil- sharpened ceiling fan blade may have entered my top 10 favorite new new la- improvised
0: improvised weapons.
1: slasher weapons
0: yeah pretty badass and you could argue that he could just, like, wash it off in the snow and, you know, whatever. That would be cool. They didn't show that. They did show him sharpening it and then cutting a watermelon with it and eating it in the snowy night. Very weird, but, again, French melon. So he does this. He records it. He brings some to, or he, he mails some to the waitress. And the waitress says, or Denise, that's her name. Denise is loves it and then goes to him and says, like, you know, I love it. I need more. Also, I'm taking over your production. My dad sold his butcher shop, I have a shit ton of money, and by the way, I know that you're full of shit and that you're a pathetic loser, and I've known the entire time, because you're transparent as hell, and basically says, you need to film more, here's money.
1: So, we didn't really put any kind of spoiler warning for this movie, but, hey, everyone just fucking go watch this movie and then come back to what we're talking about. Yeah. This is a solid... This is a solid recommendation from me. Get get some friends together and watch this one. So by the end of this movie, she's given him deerskin pants. He's got the deer skin hat and the deer skin jacket. She's And boots. And boots. And she says she's funding the movie now. But she's not just gonna give him money unless it's something conducive to the film they're making. And yeah. he's like, Well what I want and he just holds up his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and there have been pre- funny moments previous to this but this was the first moment it's near the end of the film but i laughed so hard i was in physical pain <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so he goes out and purchases 100 percent deerskin gloves the uh, the shopkeeper is like We have some synthetic ones that are a little cheaper. And he and the, the, Denise, Denise, the editor are just like, look at, look at how stylish this man is. You want to sell him fake, fake skin gloves? (laughs) Uh,
0: The, The term that comes back multiple times is look at my killer style, which he's literally killing people because of his style, which is one thing. But I do have to say, I have started adopting that when I'm like, when I'm dressing up to go to a thing, I, I, I will say to Paprika, look at my killer style. And very ten- coincidentally, but this retirement party I went to that I mentioned previously, we had gone to a thrift store, like a vintage thrift store thing. And I bought this jacket, which is very 70s looking. It's not it's not 100% deer skin or anything like that. But I love it. It's very stylish. And I just kept you know saying, look at my killer style, Paprika. We went to the party. And everybody commented on my jacket. Everybody loved it. And I was like, this is how George felt. Or how George wanted it feels. Like people actually cared. (laughs) It was so fucking awesome. So I will now be adopting the phrase killer style whenever I dress up fancy.
1: So, yeah. She then films George in a field prancing, prancing around in
0: his deer outfit.
1: (laughs) Oh, we skipped over. Did we skip over him drinking water in the
0: forest? (laughs) Okay. So after he hires a a construction guy to come out with his backhoe to dig a, a shallow grave, why not? And then he pays him off and says, okay, go away. I'll fill it up myself. He dumps all the jackets he's stolen from people. And then by hand, as opposed to just buying a shovel, Puts it all back in, packs it down, and then leaves. And then after that, films himself at a river, probably a very, very cold mountain river, drinking water and just delighting in the fact that he's filming himself doing this. And we keep getting cuts back to deer throughout this movie. Because that's what George George thinks he is. George thinks
1: he's a deer now. And (laughs) cutting back forward to him getting the deer skin gloves. And Sophie is just filming him prancing around pretending to be a deer, and if you thought I laughed hard previously, what happens next (laughs) 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 is a gunshot rings out, and George falls dead. (laughs) He just falls dead on the ground. George just is dead. He gets shot and is dead.
0: (laughs) He's so happy. (laughs) 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 the most poetic justice i think i've ever seen (gasps) Oh, we cut to a man with a hunting rifle who having done his business gets back in his car and in the passenger seat is his son the boy whom george hit with a fucking brick and i think it's very appropriate that that's basically a hunter shooting a deer yeah or a man who thinks he's a deer so george in i guess i view this as a happy ending he he went out the way he wanted to yeah. he was in pure bliss yeah. when that happened he was just saying film me film me and was just twirling around and was just for his last moments was in pure joyous ecstasy for his
1: last moments he lived as a pure joyous ecstasy as a deer and then he went out like a deer yeah and Just... he laid there dead on the ground and sophie goes over and takes off his jacket and puts it on and that's the end of the movie
0: <laughs> credits oh
1: so yeah banger <laughs> it's only now as i was like i recognize the star of this film uh, googling it, that I realized that that's, that's some Dujardin. Excuse my, excuse my pronunciation. He was the star of The Artist, the Academy Award winning film for Best Picture. Wow. The, the Artist is a fantastic film. It's a French, it's, it's kind of a comedy, but yeah. The George was the star of a film that won the Academy Award for Best Picture and had won Best Actor at, at Cannes previously
0: mad mad props to someone that he can star in that and then also like star in something like deerskin but completely commit to it yeah this movie fucking rules <laughs> it's a film if, we, if we're gonna get analytical now now that we've done the the rundown it's about midlife crises It is about a man who divorces his wife or get no, she dumped him. Let's be honest. He has nothing. He is penniless. He does not have a job. He is a loser. He is manipulative and is not above stealing from people. And he does indeed get his comeuppance. But at the same time, he does like he just, you know, some people will buy a, I don't know, a Ferrari or something for their midlife crisis. George buys a deerskin outfit and just lives his best life i guess and no matter how he 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 looks in the mirror and he loves how he looks and there is something very admirable about that and i envy films that are this simple but profound because they just commit to this very very simple plot and they do so much with it with so little it's just so fucking fun to watch
1: i did oh he won best actor for the artist too yeah, good he, deserves he is, it. this is a an academy award winning actor putting on a full deerskin suit and prancing about in the <laughs>
0: just, i mean oh man like again mad props and i think i i just i i can't praise this movie enough it's just so much fun yeah it's a very nice smaller indie production that knows what it's doing and achieves it well and oh man yeah, I'm, I'm very, very tickled pink that both you and Saint enjoyed it as well.
1: I mean, I imagine if this movie had any kind of budget, it was probably hiring the lead if this came after. Uh, it, it definitely came after when he was an Academy Award winner, but...
0: Oh, like eight years afterwards, yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, it's a weird-as-fuck role, and... Ooh, boy. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: amazed I didn't know about this movie. <laughs> I would not have known about it if prime hadn't randomly recommended it it's just one of those you know algorithmic miracles of hey you would like this why would i like this this is called deer skin what the hell is that about no just watch it okay and then boom you know it's it's fucking amazing so yeah no go watch this it's on prime it was on netflix for a bit it isn't anymore but it's it's well worth the watch and like alan said watch it with friends it's it's a wonderful just group
1: viewing yes i want to i want to know more about this direct oh 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 well yep so oh this guy directed rubber
0: (laughs) okay that was gonna be my next point is a lot of people go like this is a lot like rubber well that's why
1: (laughs) yeah okay yep that makes sense that (laughs) makes a lot of sense (laughs)
0: and i didn't want to say that because it would kind of clue you in more not that you needed any assistance in that but yeah it's
1: (laughs) that makes sense and also everyone always like jokingly brings up rubber as like a terrible film i fucking love rubber so much
0: oh rubber's great i saw rubber with my friends back in high school but the friend who put it on if i had to if i had to bring like a random person on as a guest i would bring him on because he is completely batshit crazy and i love him but he's the one that's like no we're watching rubber rubber's great so he would love this movie too
1: yeah i want to watch everything this this director has made now maybe we'll do another episode where we where we both go into a movie he's made blind i don't know but yeah yes on board 100 mm-hmm. percent.
0: well he he released something in 2021 called mandibles and that's all i need yeah. to know
1: Yep. Hey, look out for a future episode where we watch mandibles.
0: Well, okay. What is going to be our
1: signature drink for this? Well, the first thing I was going to bring up is that when I think alcohol and I think deer, my brain immediately drifts to (laughs) Jaegermeister.
0: Ooh, yes. Yes, absolutely on Um, point. But...
1: I was also looking at alcohol that France was known for. And absinthe, Sins,
0: cognac, wine, um, yeah. chartreuse. I mean Jaeger definitely makes sense. It's literally called Hunter Master. Yeah. There's there's a big <clears throat> there's a big fucking deer on the bottle.
1: So if we could find somewhere in the middle where Jaegermeister somehow meets with a French alcohol. <laughs> Okay. Have I told my Jägermeister story on this on this
0: show? If you have, I don't recall it, so go cool. ahead.
1: So the first time I got alcohol poisoning. <laughs> oh, I was 21 years old, and as much as I talk about drinking, I, save for like one or two exceptions, did not drink until after my 21st birthday. So I used to work at this pizza place, but it was right next door to a liquor store, and I had a really, really, really bad night at the pizza place. So I went next door to the liquor store and I was like, "Uh, what's on sale? I know nothing about alcohol. And I bought a full bottle of Jägermeister. And then I went home and I played Street Fighter 4. And (laughs) over the course of playing Street Fighter 4, drank an entire bottle of Jägermeister in an hour and a half. Jeez. And yeah, I, I was at my folks place at the time. And came downstairs and was like, Hey guys, I'm really drunk, but I just need something to eat eat and I'll be fine. And they gave me macaroni and cheese and I immediately vomited it into the sink. And then I went upstairs and and continued to vomit into the upstairs toilet. And what woke me up, because I was in there for a very long time. I passed out on the floor and I was passed out in a way that no one else could get in the bathroom because the (laughs) the door just hit me. (laughs) So... Apparently, I was in there long enough that they had given up any hope of like waking me up in a polite way, and my sister yeah. was just opening the door real fast to bang me in the fucking face. To, oh. the, to this day, it, 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 is, it is a unique thematic experience for me to bring up Jaegermeister as a spirit for this cocktail. Because if someone buys me a shot of Jaegermeister, I'll still drink it. I never I'd never order Jaegermeister for myself. Just the smell of Jaegermeister makes my stomach go, no.
0: That is fair. It took that was me and Jack Daniels for a very long time. It took me years to even attempt to start drinking whiskey or scotch or bourbon, like in any capacity. When I was in college, probably around the same age actually, because I, I studied abroad. So we could drink earlier. My friend group and I, the one I was living with, we had a Friday night tradition of, well, you know, we the week's over, time to go party. We would buy a bot, we would like rotate whoever's buying a bottle of Jaeger and we would put it down. We would play, I forget what the card game was called, but we would just play a card game that had fairly quick rounds. And at the end of every round, we would just do a Jaeger bomb. And so, We would get through that bottle between the four or five of us, something like that. And then we would go out and drink more. So by the end of the year, we had like the fireplace mantle because we were renting some house filled with like three rows deep of Jaeger bottles as just a testament to how much we fucking drank. So Jaeger, Jaeger was part of my like bloodstream composition for a very long
1: time. Um, I was looking up Jaeger cocktails, cocktails to get idea, and someone on here has a shot that's just Jaeger, Goldschlager, and mints and do you want to fucking die?
0: <laughs> I mean, I've done a, a double shot with a friend we invented in college that was just absinthe followed by Goldschlager to ease it. A straight absinthe is fucking yeah. harsh. So it's not out, of the, not out of the question. But, okay, so Jaeger and then something French. Ironically... We, when we made the Poisonous Mechanical Spider, we were like, man, dropping absinthe into wine's fucking stupid. Apparently people just mix wine and champagne. Or Sorry, wine and champagne. Absinthe and champagne. So yeah, that's, it's dumb. Stop doing that, everybody. It's dumb. <laughs> it's not a good idea. But I, so, okay. So absinthe is very harsh. It's very strong and licorice because of the anise. Jaeger, comparatively speaking, is rather sweet compared to absinthe so i don't see why you couldn't put a shot of absinthe and a shot of jaeger into some champagne
1: they do have very similar flavor profiles yeah you get the anise and licorice in both of them super hard
0: yeah it would be a very alcoholic drink but i don't see why like i mean we we downed it because we're stupid but if you just had this as a drink to sip on i don't see why you couldn't try that yeah and I might, I actually may in the future. Yeah, yeah,
1: I can I can see that functioning. Anything special we want to add to it?
0: Yeah, we want, we want like a garnish. We want something. It doesn't, it, maybe, would putting mint be weird in it? Would that be too I, complicated I, I of a gar- palette? I
1: think some mint and garnished it. I think a complicated palette works for the movie we just watched. <laughs> yes. So for sure. yeah, express some mint and garnish champagne. Jägermeister. <laughs> and And absent, and, yeah, that is a weird, complicated cocktail that's gonna take your mouth mouth all sorts of places, but hey, this movie took my brain all sorts of places, so <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that
0: works. okay, what do we call? um we
1: could we could just be pretentious and call it the French title of this film let let le all right, yeah, this f- fucking movie it's, it's fun. do we want to do, uh, do do we have us have spider room moments
0: i think for me it's pelting the kid in the yeah, face with a brick i'm
1: gonna go ahead and say i think it'd be a disservice to the film to just say the ending because <laughs> it is bonkers but like it's it's the money shot.
0: I invent more spider room moments the more I watch this film. There's another one where after he's bought the pants, they're just hanging in like okay. a cafe yes. or something. That's a, the waiter... that's it. Not even
1: not even the waiter saying anything. When the waiter walks up to the table and George just has his fucking leg propped up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like who's the fucking sexiest bitch on the planet it's me it's george and
0: the, and the waiter does say like oh nice pants and george is like oh nice is that it you want to say anything else about my fucking killer style <laughs> he's just so self-absorbed it's yeah great.
1: i mean probably the kid getting the brick to the face is the right answer
0: it's hard to beat i mean there's so many great yeah. moments in this movie
1: there it's, it's a movie full of Spider-Room moments. So, yeah. Hey, thanks thanks for joining us, everybody, for this. Wow. Absolutely go watch this film.
0: Yes, please do. Please do. It's, it's a treat. It's lamb if lamb was in on its joke. <laughs> it's the first, I think, horror comedy we've watched that actually was released as intended. Incredible Melting Man exploded because yeah. that was utterly gutted. And no, it is
1: legitimately really fucking funny. <laughs>
0: Great. I mean, it just turns into a... Found footage slasher like, movie. It starts off
1: feeling a little like I kind of want to say Jim Jarmusch, but yeah, it it yeah, like I said, it does that thing where it feels like nothing is happening for the longest time, and then it's just yeah, it just grabs you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, calling it there. <laughs>
0: yep, cool. Yep. Call it there. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Jameson Tapes is hosted and created by Alan Chaney and Abysme. If you have a movie suggestion for the podcast, please leave a comment, message us on the Creative Horror Discord, or tweet at Creative Horror with the hashtag JamesonTapes. Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. Please visit us at creativehorror.com.